Hey there, buddy. Want to learn all about mech warrior stuff, but friends tell you you don't know your atlas from your longbow? Then tune in or download the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. It starts right now. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast 106. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. Today is March 19th, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. Hey there. And today's co-host, Brandon, a.k.a. Catch Kel. Oh, hi, guys. So, today we're going to be doing a little bit different. Uh, we're going to actually look back at the past two patches and uh, make some you know, conclusions about stuff from March 4th and obviously make some, I guess, predictions for yesterday's patch for the uh, future right so uh obviously you know when a patch comes out that brings some changes we usually like to give it two weeks you know till the next patch before we really make a conclusion about it but uh i think this is what we'll do on the off weeks i guess of the podcast when there's you know so next week we'll talk about in depth the changes and how we think it's definitely affected things because we've got more time on it just like you guys have but uh we can make some simple conclusions i guess but anyways let's go dive into one of the first topics we have which is the banshee um the llama lynche what's your guys impressions of this battle mech because i am not an assault pilot and i just i stay away from these things i can tell because you're talking in your high voice it's just kind of meh i guess it's it's decent it's not a bad hero mech at all it's able to put like load up an AC-20, a couple lasers into it, and you're able to get out a decent punch out of it. But it's not the best of the Banshees, though, is the type of thing. It's just kind of there. Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. If the Hero Mech version isn't considered the best version, then you know that they're steering clear of the whole pay-to-win thing. That being said, for me personally, it makes me more C-Bills, but other than that, it's not my favorite Hero Mech yet, and I'm actually still you know, experimenting with different builds. I have not found a build that I'm comfortable with, basically. It's that missile slot. Just don't know what to do with it, you know, or to skip it altogether or whatever. So still still deciding, basically. Now, could I throw this out there, that it has more weapon potential than some of the other heavier mechs? I mean, the Atlas only has X amount. The Banshees seem to have quite a bit of hard points available for you. Well, as um, Alex said in the the devlog that just went live it's basically like a kitchen sink it's got you know everything so yeah definitely has arsenal potential but as far as the hero mech version just i don't know what my favorite arsenal is going to be yet i know i've been running almost kind of like my orion build i've been running a uh, ac20 too large and i think uh two mediums in it it's been pretty decent 
I was going to say, I've uh, crested a hill or two when one of those um, quad and or they'll run like two AC5s, two AC2s or whatever. I've ran into a quad uh, AC2 setup and it makes you duck your head pretty damn quick and you don't want to look at it for too long. Uh, On the uh, 3E? Yes. Oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things I really like about it is, you know, outside of the game, really, which is... And again, I'm referring to Alex in the video, but it's basically, you know, one of the oldest mechs uh, in the lore. It's second to the Mackie. And it's just one of those classics that basically every mech has sprung from. Um, so I like the idea that it's older. It's it's a lot more kind of simple in its design, design more blocky. Uh, so I like that as far as the history of it goes. Now, obviously, aesthetics, uh, he moved away from the whole sunglasses and smile sort of thing it had. God damn it. I'm actually glad. I mean, look, the the reality of it is it does sort of look like an old design. It's not as uh, sleek or slim looking. Definitely. He, he stuck to the whole. It's very tank like, like big tank. Uh, and I, I like that look. It's still uglier than Sin. Uh, let's just be real here. But um, the nice thing on some of those setups, too, is because they don't have any arm mounted weapons. Um, you can just leave, uh, you know, torso lock um, on and you don't have to worry about the uh, dual reticles either. So. Except if you want to shield using your arms, I guess. I guess you can leave those, but uh, it is what it is. But Banshee overall, I mean, do you guess you guys are saying you like the chassis in general? I think it would be interesting just to point out right now that I believe, I'm not 100% sure, I haven't checked through all the other mechs, but I believe the Banshee 3S is the most hard points we've seen on a battle mech yet. It's got 10 hard points to pick from. Eight lasers, a ballistic, and a missile. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that... Uh that Alex was referring to as far as kitchen sink. Uh, I, I honestly just don't have enough experience yet to, to say any more really about it. Um, I haven't played with the other variants enough. Haven't played with the hero enough. Well, on top of that too, you mentioned, uh, one missile slide. Didn't know what to do with it. Um, we'll get to that, but at least now you can throw in, you know, an LRM 10 or 20, right. 15. Yeah. I'm Artemis talking, this was three days ago. I didn't know anything to do with it. Yeah. You'll be able to, to bring the pain. And we'll, we'll get to that, um, later on when we get to uh, this week's uh, patch, but uh, so overall, you guys like it. It'll actually be interesting to see if it's uh, you know used. Uh, I, I see quite a bit of them. I don't know if it's just because people like to master them or if it's going to be one of those mechs that you actually see on the battlefield all the time. It doesn't have jump jets. That's a big factor. Um, I threw out this option. You know, what if PGI was to put jump jets on the La Malinche? Uh, if it's the weakest of the Banshees, would that make it potentially? equal and if so if they would have came out with the jump jet version with the lama leche it would have been pay to win or would people scream i think you definitely hear the screams of pay to win but i don't think it would technically be pay to win the ballistic slot's pretty low on it so you have to clear the ridge pretty high if people are worried about pop carding and stuff like that especially with the changes with the jump jets which again that's later on well, can, can I just say this? Dragon Slayer has freaking jump jets, and it's the meta right now. Um, so I would have said, let jump jets be on the Lamalincha. I think you have to bring it on par. And there were two other, uh, by the way, actual like historic Cerna versions that they could have used for heroes. I actually would have, Definitely. that would have been cool. I would have probably preferred one of those, yeah. Yeah, um, so overall, I think it's uh, obviously 95 tons. We needed something, and there's really, what, two? You can't- can I just say that it's finally here? The Banshee has come. It has heard my cries. Yeah, here's... Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the <laughs> la, like we've mentioned before, the last Banshee I played was uh, 
multiplayer Battletech Solaris. Oh my god. The green. It was always oh green. Oh my god. <laughs> so, huge improvement. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, topic on March 4th's patch, which was the turrets for all maps in assault mode. My initial thoughts. First, I like the idea of turrets, but unfortunately, um, you weren't able to really do damage when they're cocooned up. And then I, I noticed a pattern happening really, really quickly, which was turtling, uh, especially on some maps like um, River City. Uh, it was just turtle just turtle 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 i mean everyone would stay on their side of the river i want to see changes uh what are your guys thoughts i think yeah i'm seeing a lot of turtling especially on a lot of the smaller maps on the bigger maps it's not that bad it still happens but both teams usually get somewhat bored after five six minutes and decide to fight it out and then maybe get the one or two moving around those lrm turrets i'm just going to say that those are bastards in a cocoon that's all i'm going to say well, they're broke right now, right? So if you have yeah, ECM, they can fire at you. If someone's locked onto you, they can lob stuff yeah. at you. And then they're and just then... shooting, keep lobbing at you nonstop, even when you lose their target. Yeah. And another big issue right now that I have with the turrets is um, the whole point of capping on assault. I mean, lights are pretty much screwed. You don't want to roll up there in a light mech. Like, that, was, think... the whole, that was the whole counter, right? Was if you want to drop heavy or whatever. I mean, obviously... Well, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of the turrets being there to prevent a bat cap or something like that, or make it a little bit more difficult. What I would probably would have liked to see, maybe a few, like maybe have the um, four turrets or something like that not spread out as much as they are, but maybe a little bit more close together around the point, almost like a square type thing. So, I don't know, just placement, I guess, is uh, my, my point. Maybe I... with forethought of uh, launch module... You know, with three, 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 um, I don't know. But for me to roll up there in a light, I I don't do it. Like I was playing a, a Raven, uh, was it yesterday and the day before? Like, and you don't want to roll up on a assault base with the turrets. They just, it doesn't matter if you have ECM or not. They're just like, oh hey, you know, we're gonna shoot you. Well, and that's basically what I was just gonna say is that, uh, like Brandon said, I like the idea of the turrets. I like that they make people more cautious. Uh, I like that it keeps people from basically just doing a back cap real quick. Um, but I actually think with the implementation of 3333, it's going to be even more apparent how I think basically the turrets are OP. And so they need to be maybe a little bit more fine-tuned, I think, in the long run. I, I'd like to see them maybe not assault mode. Once attack defend comes in, I would like to see them in attack defend rather than assault. I'm just going to say that. Well, if you throw out that if they weren't 100% accurate, that would help out. So Yeah, that's if, also a big factor. Like well. right now, so, if you were to make it like... Uh, and they always hit your goddamn legs as well. Well, they go after your weakest part of your body. So if you've taken damage, you'll have noticed they'll like shoot uh, that part of your body. Oh, I've noticed it. But Wait uh, a second. Seriously? Yeah. They go after like the weakest is part this, of your body. Is there any confirmation that they're aiming? We have I to can, get that information. I can get, I can get that information. But I do feel like a uh, an accuracy um, thing, you know, where if you're running, like, if you're like, I don't, I don't know. Right now, just it seems to really affect lights um, in a hard way, in a bad way. But I mean, obviously, looking forward, that might be a design decision because there's going to be more lights. So there's going to be more mediums on the battlefield very soon, and it's okay. Then. But as far as on certain maps, they need to make tuning changes. Uh, as far as River City, whether that's less only having a few like it's one thing to have like three right um and it's one thing to have 10 or however many there are right now eight um but uh 
I like the idea of turrets, and I also like the idea of future stuff like that. AI, I mean, that's really what it's doing, um, whether it's infantry tanks, uh, stuff like that. I think that may open the door for stuff in the future, but I like that immersion factor. Just right now, some of the maps, they're out of place, and it's definitely brutal for a light to try to go cap, and really, roll warfare, right? I mean, what are lights there for if they can't compete in battle, and sometimes they have to go cap? I mean, that's the whole point, and they have to worry about all those turrets it's really tough hard life of a light you know first world problems it's a hard mech life all right so on to the next topic of patch notes on uh, march 4th the jump jet changes that came into play now this was a pretty big uh hit to i would say the highlander specifically um it was the biggest hit and what it did obviously is it made it so you have to take more than one jump jet for thrust and i said highlander but from Paul, the change wasn't actually just to the Highlander. It was just to jump jets. And obviously the Highlander was one of the abusers of the one jump jet issue. What are your guys' thoughts on this? And I mean, look at it now, even with the uh, the latest patch, some mechs can still only use one jump jet and it's fine. Um, like the Cataphract uh, 3 Delta still use one. You don't need more. Is that something you like, dislike? Should it trickle down? What do you guys think? I'm of the opinion that the one jump jet abuse was something that they should have probably looked at way before. I shouldn't say really abuse, it's just using the mechanics that was in place at the time. But the the change that came, uh, I'm just kind of on the fence about it. I mean, I love my Highlander, but by the end of a little about a month or so ago, I did switch over to the Victor and I was having a lot more fun with that. And the Victor's not really that affected by the jump jet, so just kind of eh. Because tonnage-wise, you go for... It, literally, it was night and day. The jump jet changes came in, people tested out the Highlander, and they went right to the Dragon Slayer and Victor. And that's because it's one ton per jump jet, right? Basically, both Russ and Paul confirmed that the changes weren't to any particular mech at all, but just to the to the jump jets. What I'm wondering, though, is if that change is just not balanced enough, if it didn't trickle down correctly, which is basically would be confirmed by the complaints that I'm hearing that you're really only seeing it on the Highlander. You're not seeing it as much on the uh, Victor. I'm not, I don't, I don't pop tart. So it's hard for me to, you know, take personal experience on this. Well, I mean, just from jump jetting, the ability to only have one jump jet maneuver. And what's the point? I mean, it's sort of like, what is the role of jump jets? Are they a uh, mobility, um, you know, piece of equipment, which I think we'd all agree they, they're supposed to be, um, can use enough for offensive and defensive purposes. Yes. Um, but, when you combine jump jets with some of these chassis that have jump jets, uh, Cataphract 3 Delta, I mean, Shadowhawk, uh, I mean, any mech you can name, Victor, Highlander, all these ones that take them, the pop-tarting, um, it's just because they're hard points, because the hard point locations, because that's the, you know, that geometry of the mechs, just how the, what weapons they can take, it all just sort of stacks upon and it creates a very, very uh, powerful mech, right? I mean, if you have a jump jet uh, capable mech and you have the exact same hard points on a non-jump jet capable mech, which one do you take? You take the jump jet just because of maneuverability. So now you throw on a really good set of hard points, great locations of hard points, maybe where they are on the actual mech, and it just sort of staggers. So that being said, I don't see any issues with the jump jets. I think it's about time. I, I think we're all correct. Uh, you shouldn't be able to... Um, lift off in an assault mech and, and do the things you were supposed to do, but also some of the other mechs. I think I'd like to see a trickle down, but we were under the impression that this was to address pop tarting. I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm guilty of it too, and, and others in the community, we sort of put that 
change, oh, well, they're looking at Pop-Tarts, where it was, no, they're actually just trying to bring jump jets in line. So you even heard Paul on the blog. He said Pop-Tarts are an actual strategy. It's part of gameplay. Um, but it shouldn't be the rock, the paper, and the scissors. It should be just one of the three. So I guess my question with jump jets, you know, moving forward is, should jump-capable mechs almost have worse torso twisting and maneuverability uh, aspects than the non-jump capable mechs, I guess my point, you know, so if you don't have jump jets, maybe you torso twist faster, your acceleration is quicker, you have more pitch, yaw, I mean, what do you guys think about that? It's one of those things I would have to see it in practice before I could actually say how I would really feel about it, because I mean, in, in theory, it sounds great, but in actual practice, it could be completely different. Yeah, for me, just give me enough fucking jump jets to get from the the bottom of the canyon network up to the top, and I don't care about the rest. And there's a lot of opinions out there, and I definitely want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, so maybe at the end, we'll we'll open this up to uh, getting you know a voice in or two. Darren, are you you all right with that? Yep. <laughs> Podcast chat is a roller coaster. Let's go ahead and move on to DirectX 11 came out. Um, I've had nothing but issues, and I found out the reason being is I have a SLI card, um, not SLI setup, but I have a GTX 690, which is onboard SLI, and my mechs disappear. So I saw an improvement in performance, but I don't know if that's because my mechs were disappearing in front of me. Um, I'm glad that they implemented it. I know what basically the the main focus is, DirectX 11 takes off the load from your CPU and dumps it on the the GPU, which is a good thing for a lot of people, especially with CryEngine being such a, CV, a CPU-bound game. So I've heard actually performance increase, and some people report better, um, some people report worse. I haven't really heard any negative from ATI users. It's usually just from NVIDIA and SLI. I don't know if ATI or Crossfire is having the same issues. So if any of you guys out there have Crossfire and it's good to go, let me know. But um, So to- invisible mechs means better performance. Yes, dude, I have footage of it. Um, It was when I was streaming. It was the day of the stream and we had a friendly Atlas walk past me. He had his left shoulder pad, arm, left leg, and then the upper thigh of the right. That's only no pelvis. The whole torso was missing except for the rear armor back plates. And then the front where the like the lenses are and then the eyes. Out of the entire fucking head, the eyes are the only thing remaining. It was very, it was cool, but it was definitely one of those like creepy parts. It was, it was just like, really, really, the eyes, the eyes, the a bad eyes? trip on MWO. Yeah, so uh, I think it's overall a good thing. I think a lot of people were expecting like this revolutionary, um, you know, uh, drastic change in visuals, and we've talked about that in the past as far as DirectX and what they should expect, but. Really, it's just like the hardware, the framework. And the reason why DirectX 11 is in now, uh, is in place is because they updated to whatever CryEngine, um, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, they told us over and over again, whether it was in the vlogs or podcasts or whatever, that you shouldn't expect anything significant, that it was really about, um, you know, Windows 8 users and, and hooking it up. And, and there's things that, you know, they'll be able to do with it in the future that will improve the visuals and so forth. But right now, it's just basically the beginning. And then when you get into DirectX 11 for all of you hardware and graphic nuts out there, I mean, you get into technologies such as tessellation, which would be a huge, you know, um, eye candy. Uh, you've got a lot of other, um, you know, just go over to 
uh, Crytek's website, check out some of their DirectX uh, 11. And even though DirectX 12 was just announced, DirectX don't go mainstream for years, for years. Uh, not even the full potential. Like right now, DirectX 9 is a damn good, you know, as far as DirectX and visuals has a lot of systems that you can make really good looking games. But how many years has it been out? It's because it takes forever to get the full potential out of them. So there's that. Whatever happened to DirectX 10, right? Did, did that? No. Are they like Windows, every other one? I don't remember DirectX 10. <laughs> Vista oh. happened. Yeah, that explains yeah, it. Yeah, Vista. Yeah, Vista. Yeah. Okay, enough said. Uh, anyways, before we move on, I just want to get some thoughts on the initial jump jet changes in uh, from you guys, the community members who are listening, the, the live audience. Um, for the jump jet changes for March 4th. Not the ones that just happened, but for March 4th, that affected, um, you know, across the board. So if you have a comment uh, or two about the jump jet changes, we'd like to hear from you. Just X up in chat, and uh, Mr. Boo will uh, call for you to unmute, and uh, let's discuss. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on uh, jump jet changes from March 4th. Coffee now. Yeah, coffee now. Uh, I actually thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was... uh... A nice aspect that you know you no longer had that one jump jet on your highlander and you were jumping on top of buildings and everything you know it was nice that you have that extra weight and kind of you know it kind of adds to builds i guess you could say i don't know <laughs> forces you to make decisions that's the way <laughs> what about um your thoughts on should jump jets across the board for because there's three levels you know, right? There's light, medium, and heavy, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, tech, you know, one, two, three, level one, two, three. Should the changes affect all? Like right now, the the jump jet change that went in March 4th didn't really affect the lights at all. Didn't affect the mediums. Heavies, meh. You can still take the one on the Cataphract 3 Delta and still do. I mean, is that something the community wants? Is more of a hard knock to all of them across and trickle down? It's a tough question, isn't it? Let's move on to the next uh, Himmel. I think that it's a good fix they had done because you have the law of diminishing returns. Get a good jump, you need more jump jets now than you didn't used before. Before you only could take like one or two and you were good. But now you get a good jump, you have to take a lot more. So I think it's a good change what they've done. All right. Thanks, Himmel. You know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I like the I like the changes. I almost feel like it needs to trickle down even more. And You know, like the one problem with the Victor... And the reason I'm saying this is because the Victor is a cult, you know, one of the the users of it. Because if it's one ton only, it's getting so much more, you know, just for that that weight uh, ratio. Whereas the Highlander, it's just not. So obviously the Cataphract, do we want a Cataphract or a heavy battle mech? Do we want a heavy battle mech to only have one jump jet and it be able to uh, effectively continue its pop-tarting, you know, regime? I guess that's what I'm saying is, is that... And I understand the jump jet changes went in to... It wasn't about the Pop-Tarts, and that's what Paul said. But is that where you just have to tweak the chassis itself to well, see the behavior say, go away? He didn't say it wasn't about the Pop-Tarts. He's just saying that Pop-Tarting was a part of gameplay, but that it wasn't basically balanced. So it is a little bit about the Pop-Tarts, just making it not as easy as, as it currently is. Okay. Um, but I do think that the trickle-down... like That's what I was saying earlier, is basically that the trickle-down needs to be maybe balanced a little bit more that that although it's it worked right for the highlander coming down into the victor and some of the heavies or whatever maybe it's just not tweaked enough and that that needs to be balanced a little bit more and i think if you do that then you're going to get closer to uh, a finished product there okay so if i skip the 
idea of jump jets, but just looking at the chassis that can take jump jets, would we like to see those particular, uh, for instance, because it gets the added mobility of jump jets and the potential to actual shoot and fall down, you know, pop tart, it's an effective strategy, good strategy. Should actually also those chassis have sort of a hit to their torso twist rate and their the, the, the quirks, if you will? Uh, I think that's totally possible, you know, that maybe they do. And, and, and that's kind of what they had to figure out in the balancing. You know, that's we're talking about something that's not my strength. This is where I wish we had somebody else here to uh, <laughs> give some input. Because I don't really, know where Tyler is. I know <laughs> he would he would be able to totally, you know, say something with a lot more experience and intelligence behind it than I'm going to be able to do with this subject. I guess what I'm trying to say is I still want I want a heavy battle mech to have more than one jump jet to be Me too. that effective. So I agree. if that's not the case, um, then said mechs with jump jet potential should shouldn't be as quick to turn, quick to excel, quick to all that compared to their non jump capable ones. So I guess that's where it comes to just quirks of each mech. But uh, enough of that topic. Obviously, we have to move on, and we've got jump jets again in the next patch. So moving on to the March 18th patch, which was yesterday, we had the Highlander and Victor tuning changes. Um, I've actually heard people about the Victor. It's only been, what, 24 hours, a little over 24 hours. It really hasn't affected it as much. Yes, it's a little bit slower in its turning radius. The Highlander was uh, changed as well. It did get a nerf. I mean, if you were to look at it, some people were confused yesterday. They said it got a boost. No, you read it wrong. Go and read it again. It actually got a nerf. So just be aware of that. Um, Across the board, I have to agree with uh, Paul's statement on the vlog. And, And one point about the Victor and Highlander, and it trickles down. I feel like assaults and heavies are way too quick way too quick on their torso twist rate. I said, you know, I like the Victor in my, you know, uh, close range brawling setup, but it's because it's 85 kph. It can get up to speed just as quick as uh, a heavy and a medium. It can torso twist just as quick as a medium. All of those factors, I feel like, it doesn't feel like a 85 ton assault mech. And I yeah. have to agree with Paul that the assault ton heavies. Though, because like, I agree as far as immersion it doesn't feel like an assault, but when I've got a Jenner or two on my ass when I'm in my Atlas, if it was less maneuverable, oh god. The Atlas is, I don't know, the Atlas feels pretty good where it is, but it's just the agility factors of the two times bonus. I I almost feel like that's where you could really let the the lights and the the mediums. I would say all across, like okay, Roll to be honest, warfare. No, I think across the entire board from light to heavies everything torso twist way too quick everything yeah. uh turns on a dime way too quick everything happens way too quick i would have no problem if they just said you know what let's let's slow the pace of every single thing because I, I think it applies to lights as well the fastest mech and the quickest turning mech should be the locust um, make it as agile and as nimble and turning as possible and make it sweep from top down or down up or whatever Middle to the outside, yeah, anywhere. I agree to a point. I think the Atlas feels really good, but then you have mechs like, for example, the Banshee, where I'm rolling around with eight medium lasers and taking mediums on at no problem. Uh, I think it should be maybe slowed down a little bit. At least, maybe not the angle that it's able to turn at, but maybe the actual time it takes to go a complete full turn, uh, full body turn uh, of the torso. Uh, I think heavies could probably slow it down a little bit, but most heavies feel pretty good. I mean, the dragon's supposed to be pretty quick for a torso turn, that's what it does. Now, this is 
This is oh, affected by the engine size. So oh, and yeah. what, what happens to a lot of chassis is they'll take a bigger engine uh, and or even an XL, but your engine from stock tends to go upwards. You usually don't leave the stock oh, engine. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, if you're leaving the stock engine in there, uh, depending on the mech, uh, doing something pretty wrong. But yeah, no, I think maybe tone down the... Uh... Tone down the turning probably just a little bit on the heavies and uh, heavy and assault. Probably a little bit more leaning towards the assaults. The mediums are all right. Uh, I think they're fine, actually. Uh, same with the lights. Maybe actually even quicken the lights a little bit. That'd be interesting. I guess my question is, what feels more responsive, an awesome or a Victor? Uh, Victor, but also the Victor's supposed to be a little bit more agile. You know, I'm just throwing that out there. No, it, I think it's across the board. Um, I do. I feel like the game is, uh, you know, especially the torso. I can expect it in lights, um, but that's definitely something that uh, I I was talking to uh, Jaeger and and crew about. Uh, I think last night or the night before when they were streaming, and it's just mechs across the board seem very quick in their responses, and it's like taking a mech that's non right. You just bought a um, you just bought an Atlas, right, or you just bought a Hunchback. And it's stock. The complete difference between stock and elited, and you get those two times bonus, is, is huge, 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 huge. And so I don't know if, I don't know when you, when you get that stock, it just if they feel slower, they feel more. Um, yes, you're at a huge disadvantage, but that, I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't expect like stock, you know, um, aesthetics and, and changes, but I, I feel like dropping it down just a little bit, maybe right. Hmm, I think Erwin uh, in the chat here just brought up a very good thing. What if they completely move the uh, quirk type thing that engines actually change the speed in which you torso twist so everything's stock still, uh, no, no matter what engine. So the engine's actually just determining how fast you go. I would have... I don't know. I, I don't know if I would like that or not. I mean, obviously, if they did that, then what they could do is they could, they could hard code uh, how fast that particular chassis. For instance the uh, Dragon Slayer or the, the Cataphract 3 Delta could have a little bit, uh, you know, uh, slower rotation than the other ones. Um, I don't know. I think uh, it'd be interesting. But all right. actually, another thing brought up actually by Olimag is that you could potentially take it out of the engine and then make it into a module as well. So you actually have to have something on the mech. To I, get don't, better I don't think that I would don't... work right now with modules. And the reason being is because modules are just... We don't have specific modules like a weapon modules and we don't, you know, like, like we talked with Brian about as far as the modules and them saying they want to redo the whole module system. I think that needs to go in place before. So like if you had a engine module or a uh, chassis specific module slot, right, you could choose uh, something that give you a little bit more torso twist or that, you know, or something like that. Um, I feel like that fits, but like currently... What modules do you take? You take UAVs, you take airstrikes, and you take uh, you know artillery strikes, because those any. do well. Those do damage. I, I don't either right now. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next, and of course we'll get feedback from you guys uh, in a little bit. Uh, Locus hit hitbox was changed. Uh, legs hitbox were reduced by like ten percent, I think. Um, I ran around in a Locus yesterday because I did um, I did unused and abused Max, and the Locus was one of those. I think it was you, Brandon, that said charge, and we died in minute 30. Was, was that you? I'm pretty sure sounds, it was you. Sounds about right. Sounds like yeah. me. Sounds like something I would do. Now, the locust, I don't know if it helped. I really don't. Coffin's uh, still a coffin. Confirmed for coffins. Everybody gets a coffin. 
but uh, I don't I don't know if it'll help in the long run. We'll have to see. Um, I'm not going to spend too long. I mean, I think we've already spent enough talking about the Locust. I think it's just one of those mechs that uh, until they have some type of gameplay uh, or like a Solaris or anything like that, something in game to where gameplay wise a 20 ton you know maybe there's more maybe they have four or five uh 20 tonners and they have a solaris match of 20 ton mechs i don't know well, i mean we're until that flee, time, right so it's it's op and we'll just all have to deal with that just yeah just uh <laughs> we've got the narc update i really like this update um basically it uh made it so the when weapon fire hits the mech that's narked it doesn't destroy it um it also negates ecm we saw this being used yesterday. The question I have um, uh, for, I guess, the narcs is, will it be used in the future, or was it just only being used just for test? Um, it was effective. We were using them in our group, uh, and I was, I, I was seeing them. Actually, I had one being shot at me yesterday by a commando. Um, I like the changes. The big drawback to narc is its weight. Yes, you get X mount per ammo, but it's just the weight. So what mech would want to sacrifice that weight to put that on? So I guess that's the the question to be. I think the weight wouldn't be that big of a problem if you had more ammo per ton. Not like a whole, I'm not talking like double, but even like 1.25 or even 1.5 increase. Because uh, right now, what is it? I think it's 7 or 14 shots, something like that, per ton. It's a really low number. You can burn through it if you miss a lot. 12. Yeah. 12, my bad. He was missing shots against so. me because I was in a smaller mech. I'm, I'm interested to see... Because we were seeing the NARC and LRM and, and the buff happen yesterday, so it may have just been, oh, well, um, I want to see if it's going to be used in competitive scene. I don't think it will. Um, I think they're still going to keep to the RD and airstrikes, but we don't know. Um, speaking of LRMs, so LRMs got a buff yesterday of 50 meters per second increase, so uh, you know it, it got around a 40% increase in speed. Now, I was having a discussion last night with uh, Jaeger and them, and uh, you know... I like the update of people were screaming LRM Apocalypse. It's not. It's definitely not. You can still get cover. Uh, out of yesterday's matches, yeah, there was times where we brought LRMs and the enemy team. I've seen LRM uh, teams get rolled. Uh, I've seen uh, LRMs be effective. This is what I was looking at is LRMs before yesterday's patch were dangerous. If you were in the open and you weren't using cover or you didn't have AMS or you weren't paying attention and you run out in the open you could be screwed and you could be really hurt but you weren't thinking oh shit he's got an lrm you know 10 or 15 or 5 or whatever and i have to take that seriously you just said okay well i'll get within his minimum and he's gonna be screwed i like the changes to the speed even though it was a pretty big increase 40 percent. i feel like it needed it. It, it, it like it's a weapon system that right now is negated so much by cover that it's a good i think it's a good place i i don't know just from less than what 24 hours of playing with it i, I actually like it well, I think this is one of the topics that definitely needs this uh, said, is that this is a super recent patch. Changes just were made. So number one, what that means is that everybody's using LRMs right now because of the LRM buff. So there's just way more LRMs right now than there will be probably in a week, two weeks after that, and so forth. And so then also our response as to whether we think this is good or bad is also based on very little actual gameplay as well as letting the dust settle and seeing where it's at in a week or two. I mean, what, you didn't want to increase the damage because the damage of LRMs are actually quite effective. But uh, bringing LRMs onto the field also brings up another thing, actually taking AMS. Like, in my opinion, you don't see enough AMS post or, or pre that patch. Now, 
you actually may want to take AMS. And actually, you may want to take two or three tons of AMS. I had the, I was running around the Jester with dual AMS with one ton of ammo. Oh my God, dude, it was literally gone in less than 20 seconds. Just raw, just gone. Just, okay. Well, I feel like LRMs, especially in MWO, have always been sort of a sideline. Yes, LRM apocalypse happened in the past, but that was also because the damage was bumped up, right? And then also the angle of the fire. I'm so glad we don't have the 90 degree angle down on your face and you get headshot every single time. Yes, I don't want that. But they should be a viable option. If you're taking a Centurion, let's just, I know I'm throwing this out there, a Centurion 9 Alpha and you upgrade it to an LRM 10 with Artemis, right? Most of the time, if you're facing up on a one-on-one situation or even if you're on a team and stuff, that LRM 10 wouldn't really do much, right? They would duck behind cover and most of your shots, meh. Now I see that there's some strategic play and what i'm thinking is drop today in a match uh for all of you guys in the audience drop today in a match take an lrm you know 10 or a few lrms and don't launch them right off the bat wait till your enemies in the open whether they're all comfy and secure or where they you know hold off a little bit have an lrm volley or two and then save your ammunition to where their ams is out they're in the open and boom 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 you rain down yeah, I think what you're saying is that I think most people think of LRMs as a long-range weapon, but they're a very, very effective uh, medium-range weapon. So I like the changes. I think uh, I think we needed to see more AMS because with AMS, they have to drop that security, you know, that, that tonnage and security blanket. Same thing with, like, case. Like, we don't ever, no one ever really takes case. So there are some equipment that I feel like we don't see very much, and that's because of how the weapons are. Um, I like the changes across the board. I think we can move on to AMS, but that being said, AMS also got a buff from 90 meters range to 120. I think that was needed, but keep in mind that um, AMS also has to spin up before it takes out LRMs or SRMs or streaks. Yeah, and I also think as far as does it have enough ammo now, again, I think we're going to have to wait and see uh, a week or two or three when the whole LRM uh, phase you know, lessens or whatever, unless people are taking them. I know everybody right now is running out of ammo. But I feel like that's a that's that's not a bad thing, you know. That's like saying, okay, well, you yeah, have to you have to sacrifice a a heat sink, you have to sacrifice a ton of ammo, maybe even armor, depending on how your setup is, to take that extra AMS. Yep. And you know. well, the question would be with that with that um, range increase, are you sh- you know, well, I guess it's a selfish question, <laughs> you know, whose whose ass are you protecting? If you're protecting your team, no matter what, it's a good thing, but. Yeah, this is what you're... they need. This is what AMS needs. It needs a toggle switch. There you go. That, that's what it needs. Uh, that would be nice. AMS, yep. to be able, just like uh, the disrupt encounter for ECM, yep. the AMS needs a turn off. Because there's times when you're behind cover, I don't want it spinning off. I, I don't want it going off. You exactly. Know, yes. That's what I was saying. That's what I was exactly what I was getting at. It's like if you're behind cover and, and with a group of people, but some fool's out there in the middle in the open, you're basically wasting your AMS on somebody making a bad decision. Now, does it keep them alive? Maybe. Is that worth keeping them alive? I don't know. Yeah, I remember, you always have that locust with dual AMS. Just keep them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like put them on your back, little backpack, you know, pouch. Just carry them around with you. All right. So we also had additional Zoom uh, go in. This is something the community has been asking for for a while. Maybe if you're new, um, basically when you hit Z, it'd do first level zoom, and then you hit Z again, it would get second level zoom. A lot of people were just wanting to go right to that second, because really that's the most used. I, I don't know if I've ever used this the first, like, intentionally. Have you guys? What do you Do you like it? You can bind these now? 
it's a stepping stone for me. I've done it every now and then, like usually mid-range combat. I don't try to zoom in all the way because sometimes when they're coming towards you, it just your aim gets off and stuff like that when you move. So I've used the first tier zoom a little bit, but not a whole lot. Usually it's the second tier. Yeah, I don't. I only I, use the second. I think, sir, Lancelot, I need to do exactly what you just said. He says, already bound Z to max zoom toggle. I need to do uh, that because smart. there's really, yeah, there's really, for me, there's no point. Yeah, if I want to zoom, I want to F and zoom. The only time it might be different is if I'm shooting some video for something or whatever, you know. But otherwise, if I want to zoom, I want to zoom. All right, so I think everyone... Uh, and by the way, you can go to your controls for that and change your uh, default keys, but uh, I need to do that. I was actually supposed to do it last night. I totally forgot. Um, but it, it just gets rid of that, what, half second, you know, and then a full second, you know. There's Yeah, no. Let's see. We also have the turret updates, and this happened uh, yesterday. Now, we were already talking about turrets in general. Now, what happened is turrets now can take 85% of the damage done to them Instead of 99% reduction, now it's only 85% reduction when they're turtled. Um, while I was shooting with two large pulse at one, uh, and it was going down by 1%, and this was on River City, and I felt like it, they just weren't taking damage still. Like It was like 1% for every dual large pulse hit. I, I just feel like that's 85%. Turn it down to like 50 Like. It took him. It took me forever to take one out. Like it, it just. It wasn't even. It wasn't even practical to try to uh, engage them. Yeah, I mean that's that's to me seems a little bit ridiculous. Um, I think that the change was probably not enough. I, what I'm saying is ridiculous. Is you shooting him with dual large pulse and only one percent? That's kind of. Mm, uh, I think fifty percent might be better as well. Or maybe not even that radical. I mean, it, it just comes down to uh, turrets right now. And how they were on March 4th is they had a 99% uh, reduction in damage, and then now they have an 85%. It just feels that they only have 100 HP, but, it, man, it, I mean, mm -hmm. have them below the ground. You know, like have them pop up, you know, below the ground or something if, if you don't want them to, to be shot. Uh, I don't know. But if it's right there, I just... <laughs> that that just gave me the image of Mech Commander Gold. <laughs> yeah, man, surprise! <laughs> just, the, the, the ground would just turn a full 180. It's like you're walking, oh man, there's nothing going on. Boom, 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 boom. Oh shit. You know, like, um, obviously with turrets, I'm just going to say this. I, I really think that uh, they're going to be bringing, introducing new turrets. So it's not just going to be the, uh, you know, uh, medium laser LRMs. I'd like to see a variation, maybe depending on the map itself too. If it's open, LRMs, long range weapons, that way you can get in close, maybe within their minimum. Um, UAC 20s. You know, so um, just just tossing out there. I do like turrets, and I see the direction it can go. Um, and I think, uh, you know, they're, they're making changes to them. I think we're going to see a lot with this whole attack and defend, uh, you know, sort of mode they're doing. I think there's potential for some pretty badass uh, turrets. Uh, as well as, I'm just tossing this out there, just to get your, you know, Battletech nerd gasm on. Imagine if you had a huge, like, Overlord-class dropship that just had these turrets that were just firing... They weren't 100% accurate. Just the immersion that that would bring would just be fucking awesome. All right, so last thing we're going to talk about is the mech detail view that came out. Now, this is the non-interactive. Do you guys like it? Yes. You know, for me, I mean, I understand it doesn't have the functionality now that we want. But for me, it's great to just have a screen where it's a, just a general overview. I like to go there, look at it. I can make some decisions about how I want to tweak something. Then I can go in 
and do the work. Um, so for me, I love the direction. You know, even though it's there's no functionality to it right now. Um, you know, when there is, it's just going to be icing on the cake. So I definitely like the direction they're they're going with, and uh, it has provided that overview screen for me that I've been missing. I can find my modules and cockpit items now very easily. <laughs> See, and the way I look at it is I'm so looking forward to the interactive version, but to look at it currently, I feel like it's a good tool, at least, you know, it's a stepping stone. What I do like now is you can actually see mech details also before you purchase them. I feel that in the store, we still need, like, I would love if the store, you can click on a mech and click mech detail. I feel like that's really needed. I mean, I, I don't... So I don't you can kind s- of see the hard points in the layout yeah, before you buy no, it type of thing? There's yeah, man, no that's... reason. So I like the mech detail view. I really like what Russ was saying is it's sort of going to be this quasi, uh, right? It shows you the mech detail view. You click on a location and then you can customize said location weapons and all that. Uh, and then you, you know, you leave that, you go back and it goes back to the, the, the mech detail view. I really like that. I think it'll be uh, awesome. Um, and one thing I do want to point out is they also changed uh, a few things in the, in the mech bay. I want to point out, I pointed this out last night. It was missed by a lot of people. Actually, it wasn't even mentioned on Reddit or anywhere. But um, before this patch, you had the menu on the left. If you were in customize, uh, you know, you're customizing a mech like a 4G or something. You had the mech menu on the left, and you had to diagonally go down to the right go to, to remove an engine or, you know, a weapon or change the armor. That was actually moved upwards. So instead of a uh, diagonal left to right, now it's a just direct left to right. It's now moved up. So where all those details where it showed your firepower, speed, and heat efficiency, if you look, that section right above that used to be there is now up at the top. So now it's a left to right, which is a little bit better as far as like ergonomics and just be able to drag and drop stuff. And I assume if you're playing at 1080, um, because I play at 1440 and so I have a lot more screen, I I assume it would actually be a little bit better. So no one actually saw that. That wasn't mentioned in the notes. Uh, Obviously, they they said a few UI changes, but uh, thumbs up. I approve. (laughs) I think it helps tremendously. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and open the floor up for you guys to make a... We'll take around uh, two questions, and then we're going to, you know, call call it a night. But uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, some of the things we covered for yesterday's patch, if you have any comments. All right, Sans, what you got? I'm Star Colonel Sans Daedalus from Clan Ghost Bear. I actually had mentioned it a little bit in the, the chat, but I had noticed piloting lights that they were, once again, very deadly to dedicated LRM boats. And I feel like the LRM patch has improved upon pug players and group players alike that you need teamwork in order to properly deal with the battlefield. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is that it helped the rock, paper, scissors game of MechWarrior Online. And I was wondering if you all felt the same way. I think that's why I brought up the whole in the future 3333. And with you're going to have more medium lights on the field that you normally don't see right now just because there's no rules. So I almost feel like that's that's the trade-off, right? Um, with LRMs now, you can take them on a medium, you can take them on a heavy, you can throw on an LRM-10 with Artemis and it actually be effective and you're going to do damage. I actually see that as a bonus. So, you know, hey, if you... I mean, the way I look at it, if you boat anything and you're going to be susceptible to getting flanked either by a light or a medium. So 
hey, more counters to that. Yeah, and you know opinion. what? And actually, Paul was saying that he thinks the, the for the same reason we're going to see a change in pop tartars because there are going to be again more lights and mediums, more fast mechs on the field that could flank and um, you know take out those mechs. So I agree that um, it's definitely going to create more role warfare, and I love that. Yeah, good question. Agreed. All right, uh, next we'll have Sir Lancelot. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, as for the turrets, I do like the reduction that they did to this uh, in terms of they reduce the damage reduction that they take. It lets you actually apply damage to them when they're all turtled up. Uh, it just makes it so you can't quite still snipe them as easily, but at least now you're like feeling like you're doing something, especially like you're firing LRMs, which are a percentile damage weapon. They work very well now. Uh, like you fire some 20s or whatever, you actually can watch them drop somewhat. It still takes far more ammo than, say, a few that were opened up, but at least you can hurt them now. More of a comment. Yeah, I mean... That was a comment, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. You know, just wondering if they need to be a little bit more fine-tuned is only my only issue. Well, you know, looking back, I always remember the Calliope Kali- Kali- <laughs> turrets uh, in MechWarrior 4 and, and even previous... Even I mean, dude, the dropships were a joke in Mech 4 and the drop, You know, the, the turrets were a joke in Mech 4. You know, you just ranged them in Alpha and boom, you know. So a, a part of me says, well, they're actually dangerous right now. Maybe a little bit too dangerous, yes, but at least they're something that you want to pay attention to, right? I mean, so there is that, but yes, you should be able to do damage. Um, and like I said, it'll be interesting seeing if they ever bring up the different. I mean, imagine having AEC two turrets like on Alpine and stuff. Just sort of, you know, obviously if you're moving, uh, they're going to be hitting behind you, but you stand still. You know, maybe they start popping you. So. You know, I, I like it. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, it definitely needs to be map determined and needs to be put in strategic locations. Um, I'd like to see uh, turrets in other locations, not just around the base. And I feel like that's sort of another thing is if the base and role warfare capping and stuff have turrets in other locations, uh, even if it's smaller groups of them uh, in strategic locations, um, I think would be phenomenal. But, uh, that's that's one of the great things about eternal development. These types of games is that you know we know these things are probably going to be tweaked and balanced more in the future. So yep, and it's a free to play. So you know, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to keep being developed. Thanks, Sir Lancelot. All right, hey, uh, it's Broadside, and uh, I was wondering about the uh, reduction in agility across the board you were talking about, and I was thinking maybe instead of actually nerfing the base mechs, if we had an overhaul of the talent system that is just straight across the board all the same, where the heavier mechs have less agility-focused talents and more, like, say, survivability-focused talents, you could get that uh, agility scaling without necessarily having to mess with the base numbers. So you're saying the the pilot Yeah, like what your thoughts on that would be. Well, I was, you know, looking at the pilot skill tree, um, they're all the same across all mechs, but some of them don't apply. So right now, to be honest, a lot of them you just do just because you have to to get the two times bonus. I would love to see more role-specific and class-specific um, skill tree. You know, especially there's mechs that don't have lower arm actuators, so you really don't care about convergence per se. Yes, you have up and down, I get that. Uh, but there, there are some. So I think what they could do is look at Okay, you're an assault mech, you know, those two times bonuses. Assault mech, you want 
you want better acceleration. I get that. You know, um, maybe they get acceleration, and whereas a medium and a light will get acceleration and torso twist, and you know this and that. I think they could definitely do things like that, so that it's not across the board. But I just, I just feel that a, the game just mechs some of the mechs. The difference between, imagine just playing without the two times bonus, mechs feel a lot different. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that BattleTech. I mean, you're a 85 ton assault mech should be a lot different than a 50 ton mech. Uh, that's what I, uh, I guess I'm trying to say is I want to feel the weight. I want to, and I understand balance. I understand, uh, you know, if Darren says you have a locust on your ass, you should be able to, you know, do something about it. But you weren't able to do something about it. And, you know, I mean, you got to think if it's a good pilot, you know, he, that's what teammates are for. Well, and that's another thing that might be affected by the 3333. If there's more lights and mediums, maybe you'll get more support from those, you know, when you do have them on your ass and you're in a bigger mech. So, I mean, we'll have to see. Might make the whole role of uh, a medium hunter a light yeah. hunter. And you see those right now already. I mean, and I think that's mainly because of, like, how SRMs are. And what I mean by that is Kentaros, uh, the Griffin, the Wolverines. A lot of the time, you see them with Streak 2s with BAP and medium lasers or pulse lasers. Because they can't take SRMs and do hit red, you know, have good hit detection all the time. But that makes them deadly to lights, which again is another another thing. But you get a team, a wolf pack of, uh, you know, Jenners and Firestar. Dude, that's straight up evil, man. Get Ed and a Jenner. I mean, he's going to be doing damage across the board. But, um, but I would like to see more, whether I'm, you know, customization or individual pilot trees or whatever. I think, you know, to me, the more customization there is, the more unique... Uh, characteristics they are from chassis to chassis i'm all in favor of that my guess is though that's one of those things that we as a community are going to have to come out and say hey this is really important to us we want to see that you know in the overall grand scheme of all the things that we want in this game um basically uh, i don't remember if it was russ or brian or both you know saying that after community warfare comes out and even possibly before and it might affect the development of community warfare they want to know what we want you know first and so you know, there's so many things, obviously, we want. we got to kind of start prioritizing as a community and, and get the features in there that we want. Yeah, good question, Brad. Oh, yeah, and before I go, I just wanted... I don't know if you saw it in chat, but I just wanted to mention that if you uh, go into your mech lab and you switch the filter to purchasable, you can't actually see the mech details of mechs you don't own yet. Yeah, now, mm -hmm. that just needs to be in the store, though. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and call tonight. I just want to say a big thank you to our community, our listeners, new and old. And, of course, our sponsors and staff. You guys are awesome. We've got a lot of stuff going on in the background. A lot of very cool stuff. I'm just going to preface this. Some of you guys are probably going to jizz in your pants. It's it's true. No more teasing, Phil. You're not allowed to tease anymore. I'm not allowed to tease. Sorry. Yes. I can, however. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, have a great day. We will see you next time. This is your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it.
you probably thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever did 